So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to mute and cough in here in a second. <laughs> Good intro. Hello, everybody. Welcome to another edition of the Gimmick Minute Wrestling Podcast. My name is Jason, who you just heard muting himself is Kevin. He's not feeling great, so if he coughs into the microphone like last week, I do apologize. We'll just... Uh, <laughs> You know, I, I could potentially fix it in post, but I'm not that good. So anyway, uh, <laughs> this is the Gimmick Minute Wrestling Podcast. You can join in on our conversation by tweeting us at Live Your Gimmick. That's the at symbol followed by L-I-V-Y-O-U-R-G-I-M-M-I-C-K. You can find us on any of your favorite podcast apps of choice. You can find us on social media, TikTok, uh, YouTube, whatever, just by searching Gimmick Minute. We pop right up. Anyway, uh, basically what we do week to week is talk about things going on in the pro wrestling business. And just like a lot of other weeks in the past couple of years, this one had its fair share of news. So in the words of the immortal Cody Rhodes, Kevin, what do you want to talk about? Oh, man, there's so much to talk about. <laughs> so let, let's... I feel, like, I, feel, I, I, well, I feel like like the last few weeks have, like, not that we haven't had stuff to talk about, but... It hasn't been um, riveting. We haven't had a, a bunch of riveting stuff to talk about in a while. Yeah, it went from zero to 60 real quick, and it started on Friday night when Pat McAfee made a surprise appearance of standing in the ring, and Austin Theory comes out to interrupt him. And at some point, you hear Pat McAfee go, and this is the people's show, so you know what that means, right? Right? And he makes a face, and dude, like... To say that I squealed like a little kid when I heard the, if you smell, dude, I squealed like a little kid. I'm not even going to lie. Like, I got super excited. Like, I was like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. He's here. Yeah. <laughs> I wish I kind of saw it live, but, um, yeah. or, you know, or at least at least on a tape delay or whatever. I mean, I was, you know, um. Yeah, I didn't watch I it. I, I watched it like eleven o'clock that night because I watched it on that one pro wrestling website. Since you know, Directv stream can't get their shit together with Fox. Oh my god! I know. Seriously, I mean, come on. ESPN got their deal done with Disney, so let's yeah. go. <laughs> yeah, with uh, Spectrum and all that, and like the and, and the the thing is too. Well, did you hear? We're not gonna have to worry about that pretty soon, though, because in two, October of uh, two thousand twenty-four. SmackDown is moving back to USA. I mean, it's still a year away, so... Yeah, that's true. Uh, so for a year, you still have to deal with it, I guess, but... Um, yeah. But, but yeah, so The Rock shows up on Friday Night SmackDown, and it's kind of one of those things where it's like, if you if you were paying attention, and you're like, oh, he and McAfee were in Boulder, Colorado earlier in the day. Uh, Like, I didn't put two and two together. You know what I mean? Like, oh, they're in Denver? Oh, you know what I mean? Like, it, it was just one of those unexpected things, but it was the greatest surprise ever. Yeah, and, the, and I think what was still great about it was that, like, even if you had a feeling that this was going to happen or if there was rumors, which I I didn't hear anything. I didn't so, either, no. So, so that, I mean, that's great right there. And then also, like, as soon as McAfee said that, like, you figure, like, you know he's coming out, but the fact that, like, Everyone still acted like they didn't know. Yeah, you know what I mean. So that that was great about it. I mean, that was. I mean, he's had some great pop returns. Like I, I think of when he was announced to be the host of WrestleMania. Oh, yeah, when he first that, that was the first time he had been back in like almost ten years. Like that was that yeah, was huge. that was huge. But like I feel like this was just as loud. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I, I mean, yeah, and and that one, that one, the host of WrestleMania one was a surprise too because they had everybody believing it was going to be somebody stupid like Justin Bieber. So you know the fact that it right. ended up being Rock, like that, you know, and the way that they, the way that they did it was awesome. But this pop in Denver, man, it, it was actually like two decibels because there was the initial music hit pop, but then it went to a whole nother level when he actually stepped through the curtain. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think I think a lot. To me, I don't know. I guess this was my theory, and not an Austin theory. But <laughs> my, my theory of it is that people being so like gung ho, like excited about it, is that okay? We know writers are on strike. Not that he doesn't have much going on, but he, he in, in as far as acting and all that stuff, does not have much going on. So are people start? 
and they get about the thought of like him and Roman or whatever, yeah. or being involved with something. Yeah, yeah. I, I think the, I think the the litmus test was that the appetite he, is still he there. It, for he the hinted rock. at it. He hinted at it. Yeah, because yeah. he hinted at it. You know, I mean, he he said on the Pat McAfee show like he was, you know, supposedly pretty much penciling in the face in that WrestleMania 39. Yeah. So yeah, until until stuff came up. Yeah. Yeah, he said that it was, but, it was pretty like, much a but, lock at one point. But, like, I don't know. At this point, like, I almost feel like that, I don't know. You know, I, 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 if it's going to be a thing, it's going to be a thing where, like, Roman beats him. Like, I feel like it should have been, like, for a build for SummerSlam or maybe Royal Rumble, maybe. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like. Well, here, here's the deal, though. Th- that match definitely could happen at Mania. But. You know, there's no there's no rule saying that Cody couldn't take the title away from Roman before Mania. Like, what what if at yeah, the or, what or, or, or Roman could do it? He could defend it both nights. Yeah, that's true. He could do that too. Like he, you know, but you would think night two would be the match with the Rock as opposed to night one. But I don't know. True. Maybe not. But maybe not. You know what I mean? Like he could defend it against the Rock and win night one. Like that's the draw for night one. Because my well, guess, I mean, I, I, I'm, I'm starting to. You, th- well, you want the world, you want the world title to be main event of one of the nights. You know what I mean? Like if, yeah. if they have such a big emphasis on that world title, and and if some, and if it's going to be something like, you know, Gunther winning it possibly. Yeah. So yeah, or if Gun- but if Gunther like here, my scenario would be, you know, build the Cody and Roman for. Royal Rumble because you have a lot of time to do that and Cody gets the win shocks the world you know what I mean then you can still build Rock and and uh and Dwayne <laughs> Rock and Roman sorry Rock and Roman for for WrestleMania because you know Roman could, could come out and cut a promo well, I'm still the head of the table I'm still this I'm still that and then you know Rock's music hits and and, and there's a, a debate there I tell you though I tell you man I I'm honestly I'm still thinking that, like, especially, obviously, how limited Roman's, you know, schedule is, I still feel like they're going to have him, like, beat Hogan's record, which would be August of... Yeah, SummerSlam, uh, after SummerSlam next year. After Summer, yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, so, I mean, basically, this is the way I see it. If Roman comes out of WrestleMania still a champion, then that's happening. Yeah. But a lot of people think that though, so I think that's all the more reason just to have him lose it even before. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, oh my god, he's gonna he's gonna face Hogan at SummerSlam next year. Oh god, no, but <laughs> you know, what I mean? like Royal Rumble is a huge event. It's always in a stadium. You know why not build? Why not have Cody and Roman face off at some at, at Royal Rumble? Then Gunther could win the Royal Rumble, and you have Gunther and Cody for the title. You know what I mean? Like, there's. That could be night one main event, and then Roman and Rock could main event night two. Like, there's so many different things that they could do. Like, I'm, I've been mm-hmm. trying not to get into the weeds of like fantasy booking it because I don't want to be like disappointed. Like, I'm, I'm very much into enjoying just watching the product that they're putting out right now. You yeah, because I mean? there's, because there's so many like avenues they could go. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, this, I mean, you and I could sit here for maybe another like thirty minutes just talking about like ten possible scenarios <laughs> you know what I mean? which, which in, is in all different which in all honesty kevin that was my plan for the show tonight until all this other shit went down <laughs> uh, okay well we'll save it for another night <laughs> yeah so i mean that was that was kind of my plan but then everything else kind of like shit kind of hit the fan and i'm like oh we only have an, we only have about an hour so i don't want to go too deep in the weeds and the code yeah but maybe Cody maybe not maybe but... maybe not next week maybe like in two weeks we'll have a show where it's like Let's 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 book through WrestleMania. Yeah, we could probably do that. That'd be fun. It, we could each book, you know. What I mean, like, and and just like you know, maybe like three, four storylines. You know, what I mean, like main storylines of what we think in the next couple months of what could possibly happen. I like that. I like that. All right. So, uh, but yeah, I mean, it's such a big moment, and and man, shout out to Austin Theory because he looked like he belonged in that. Oh yeah, he, he did tremendous. I mean, for somebody who was, you know, I mean, you're thinking instantly, okay, going with the Rock, but like to me, like, and for anybody that says like, oh my God, he's burying Austin Theory, like, there's no way Austin Theory got buried out of that. Like, if it's me, if like if me personally, if I'm Austin Theory, 
and I'm still up and coming in this business. You know what I mean? I'm still, you know, he's, I, I won't say he's green, but he's almost out of being green. Mm-hmm. But like, I, I would kill to be in a major segment like that. Even if I'm, even if I'm getting called a bitch or whatever, are you kidding me? I, I it doesn't matter. You're, you're featured in a, a main role. Uh, he hit, he hit the rocks line with the, it doesn't right. matter. Like he, you know what I mean? Like he definitely, he had a couple, there was a couple times where he almost had the rock kind of like reeling a little bit. Like you mm-hmm. had, to, you saw the rock kind of take a second and collect himself before he responded. I, I will say if you like tank tops, that was the segment. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's funny. I was talking to, to a buddy of mine and, um, and he said that he he showed his wife that segment just to kind of like give her an idea of what like a, an actual like wrestling like pop sounded like like the crowd. And when she saw the Rock come out, she goes, "Isn't he like in his fifties?" And then he took off his jacket, and she goes, "Oh, yeah." <laughs> but I don't think he's in it. Is he? There's no way he's in his fifties. I don't think he is. I don't know, man. Because we're in no. our we're in our forties, bro. <laughs> Yeah, I know, but like, well, hold on. Yeah, maybe, maybe yeah, he's got to be. He must be. I was say, I'm looking I'll, it up. I'll right tell now. you here one second. Rock, he is. I got it right here. He, you no, know, he's 51, so yeah. he's the same age as Jericho. Same age as Jericho. Yeah, yeah, and Jericho's still doing it every day, so. But man, I, I don't know. I, I listened to the whole interview that he did with McAfee, and it was it was really good, man. And he he was very honest and revealing about a lot of stuff. And you know, it it just um, it, it'll be like I I hope we do have a build with him to WrestleMania. He's got nothing else going on. I'm, I mean, I I take that back. I mean, he's still the owner of the XFL. He still has Terramana. He still has Zoa. He has a lot going on, but he doesn't have the oh, acting part oh yeah. going on right now. So, no. <laughs> so let's, let's get the rock and to build the WrestleMania. Um, I, I think, I think honestly it's, it's a bigger thing now with, with the whole TKO merger. My, my thing is though, and you know, I, I, this is what I'm a little afraid of. I feel like we're going to have to pay for WrestleMania. I feel I, I yeah. just have a feeling that maybe like some of these bigger shows like Rumble, WrestleMania, uh, SummerSlam, they're gonna start charging like extra money for kind of like what UFC does on like uh, Fightful or uh, you know uh, YouTube TV or whatever you know Fight TV, whatever I, they do it on, but or ESPN. I could, I could see that, or I could see them like some kind of deal with Peacock to where like if you want to get these ones, you have to, instead of paying however much a month you pay. You pay this much a month. Yeah, maybe. you know what I mean. Like it's like an it's like an up on the on the peacock charge. Yeah, yeah, maybe. I don't know. I just kind of feel like that's kind of the model they use for UFC. So I feel like that might still be a th- that might end up being a thing with WWE down the road. Maybe not this year, but maybe by like the forty one or something like that. That might be something that we have to worry about in the pipeline. But um, but I guess we'll cross that bridge when it comes. Uh, but yeah, I mean, SmackDown, you know, was a good, decent show, but it was definitely overshadowed by that. I mean, the moment he had with John Cena was kind of cool. You know, I, I mentioned to you when we talked at the softball game that I was kind of disappointed that there wasn't, um, you know, uh, anything with him and like Paul Heyman. But then I, I heard a different perspective on that, and I kind of agreed with it. And, and it kind of ties into what you were saying, that this was kind of the litmus test to, to see what the appetite is for The Rock. And you don't, you know, he already said something on the Pat McAfee show that got you thinking that this is a possibility. So why double down on it? You know what I mean? Let let it kind of fester, let it build, and, right. and you know, before. Let it marinate. Yeah. So I actually kind of agreed with that after I heard that. I was like, oh, yeah, I guess that makes more sense. So, but, yeah. Um, but yeah. Uh, anything else on SmackDown? Or you didn't really watch SmackDown, so I can't really. No, I wouldn't watch that yet. Uh, Monday Night Raw, dude, still continuing to build the the rivalry with Shinsuke and Seth, which has been really good. Um, I kind of, I dude, I kind of hope it leads to Shinsuke winning the world title. I mean, it kind of doesn't fit into some of the other stuff we have going on, but I think it'd be, I think it'd be interesting. Um. Yeah, I kind of, I kind of stopped getting got my hopes up on that. Like I've, yeah. you know, 
I mean, ever since, like, you know, I've always been a big time Shinsuke Mark. You know what I mean? Like, whether he's, I mean, I don't know. I, I like him as a baby face, personally. Um, I mean, he, do, he does well, you know, as a heel. Yeah. Um, I, I considering... love this, this heel Nakamura character has been my favorite Nakamura character it, to this point. It, it, it's definitely been, I think it's definitely better than his uh, last heel. Oh yeah. When he, no, you no. know, when he turned on AJ and stuff, I think, cause that was kind of like a, mm, you know, people weren't ready to see him. Like they, they wanted to see him win the title from AJ and yeah. have, you know, that run and everything. So it was kind of a disappointment. So no, I definitely agree with that. Like me personally, I just like, you know what I mean? Like, we're never we're never gonna get like NXT Nakamura anymore. You know what I mean? You know the thing is though, this version of Nakamura could easily transition back to being a babyface. I just like uh-huh. the attitude. I like the aggressiveness. Like this reminds me more of NXT Nakamura with, yeah. with just how like aggressive he is. You know, taking taking away like the the cheap shots and stuff like that. Like I feel like this is a, a character that he could he could go both ways with. Yeah, no, I hear you. Um, but uh, <clears throat> but uh, oh, dude, fucking Kofi Kingston and Ivar, of all people, had a fantastic match. Did you watch that match? I I did not know. I I only saw bits and pieces of Raw, honestly. Dude, if you oh. get some time, go back and watch that match. <coughs> it it is like you wouldn't think that this would be a good match, but it was a really fucking good match like it just i i don't know man like ivar showed some athleticism that he hasn't really shown it was a one-on-one match because something happened with eric where he wasn't uh he wasn't able to participate in the match so it ended up just being instead of being a tag match ended up being kofi versus ivar dude viking raiders again to me have always been to me like one of the most underutilized like talents you know what i mean like they were another team that when i like first started watching NXT and stuff, I was just like in awe of just because their size and athleticism. Oh yeah. So yeah. I mean, yeah. And yeah, Ivar just really showed how much he can go in the ring. Um, let's see. The one thing that I thought was weird on raw is that Bronson Reed got a win over Chad Gable. So Chad Gable went toe to toe with Gunther last week. in one of the probably, top five matches of the year and then got beat the next week by Bronson Reed. Yeah, which is weird because I thought they were going to, like, build to, like, another match between Gable. Yeah, and they were and starting to, like, he cut a promo and, and all that. Like, it seems like that, that was something that they're going to do down the road. I don't know. It was just really weird. Um, yeah. Very odd. <laughs> I like uh, Becky Lynch defending the NXT Women's Championship on Raw. That's kind of fun. I like uh, uh, yeah, Becky. Yeah, what was that whole thing with her, her and Natty? And that was interesting. Yeah. And then a lot, and then a lot of people were shit. Like, I didn't I didn't see Becky's promo on NXT. I guess a lot of people were shitting on it. Like, I it like was... Becky's promo on NXT. I thought it was good. Yeah. Okay. yeah. <laughs> I guess a lot of people were talking shit about how, like, it was... Oh, she's burying the NXT roster. Yeah, it? or just it may, maybe, or just like it. Uh, I'll give us that was cool. Uh, no, I think her new shirt is awesome. Well, Be- I, I can't Beck XT or something like that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um. All right, the McIntyre versus Uso. You know, the the whole the whole thing was kind of built around the whole Jay Uso storyline and stuff like that. Um, everybody like untrusting things like that. McIntyre had a chance to save. Uso and did not, but then Cody came out and saved him. Um, the thing I'm reading said Sammy and Kevin were nowhere to be found. Well, they said that they were leaving the arena earlier in the segment, so apparently they missed that. But, yeah. Um, but yeah, Judgment Day kind of came out. Oh, I know. I didn't. Out. I didn't watch any of Raw or even watch the replay because I was watching the shit show mm. on Monday night. That's why. Yeah. Yeah. God damn, dude, that game was fucking terrible wasn't it like it was it was like yeah not to go off wrestling subject here but like we're going to talk about brown steelers game from monday night football real quick yeah real that quick. was it was whether you're a fan of either team it was garbage it was sloppy like, 
I mean, I understand, like, okay, we lost and everything with that, but Pittsburgh Steelers, I'm sorry, that team is garbage. Yeah, they are. They, they're – okay, it was Monday night. They're at home. They're hyped and everything. But I'm telling you right now, I, I bet they win, like, three games this year. Yeah. They're absolute shit. They anyway. won that game because Minka Fitzpatrick took a cheap low blow at at Nick, Nick Chubb and knocked him out for the season. And so, their so DBs like Grant got Delpit, did you see Grant? Well, Grant Delpit came out and said he said he didn't think the hit was dirty. Really? He took he went to yeah. his knees when he didn't have to. Like you know what I mean? Like he went. Oh, uh, I, yeah. That's that's why. Well, I said I thought it was like unnecessary. Maybe not intentionally he, he dirty. Stu- he was being stood up. Yeah, it was unnecessary because he was being stood up and his momentum was stopped. Like he didn't need to take out his leg. You know what I mean? Like yeah. that was an incident where you do that. But I don't know. That was uh, yeah. terrible to watch. Yeah, it was terrible to watch. And then you know that that one, you know, uh, what was it? That one fumble, and then Delpit picked it up, and then he fumbled, and then the ball bounced oh my off God. of three people, and then went out of bounds. <laughs> like, what the fuck was the, that? The, the first half took two hours. Yeah, it was a long first half. <laughs> oh man! All the Anyways. penalties, all the injuries. It was uh, it was terrible, man. Terrible. And Deshaun Watson, man, looks like he doesn't even know what the fuck's going on out there right now. Yeah, and that's just... disappointing for all that money that they paid him. So hopefully he gets his shit together. But anyway, I digress. Back to wrestling. Um, yeah. So I and I'll be honest with you, I didn't watch a whole lot of Dynamite yesterday. Did you? Um, I did. So I watched. Um, I did actually. Uh, I guess um, I take that back. The only thing I really haven't seen is the MJF and Samoa Joe match. I saw everything up to that point. So I can I can skim through. <laughs> so. Um... What was the one? So Eddie Kingston, Claudio, yeah, was a decent match. Decent Eddie match. Eddie Kingston became the Ring of Honor World Champion. Good for Eddie. Proud of him. Um, uh, Jericho, Sammy, decent match. And then the end, the end of the match, they redid the angle with Jericho and Michaels from WrestleMania 19. Oh, okay. So they hug, and so they're hugging. Jericho moves his legs apart. I'm like, oh, Sammy's about to kick him in the nuts. Mm-hmm. Five seconds later, Sammy kicks him in the nuts. Jericho drops down, and Sammy's hugging him like like he did to Sean. Yeah. And then Don Callis came out um, and walked away with Sammy. So that's a new development. Sammy. See, and I feel like they could have done that a whole lot better than what they did, but Jericho wanted to get that in you know what i mean like, yeah i feel like, like it, it, but but then again like it sucks like i like jericho as a heel right like, i'm sorry yeah i feel like sammy should have been the baby face coming out of that situation like, yes should have like, turned heel on him like that's yeah I, i'm sorry like i think there's money with jericho and don Callis. you know what i mean yeah. like, like but but don Callis, what so what is he now like the is he like the because he's got he's got the the omega feud and the jericho feud you know what i mean like it's well, two separate thing. like, things I, going I on. I haven't, I haven't seen Kenny hardly at all. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. Yeah, he still got that thing going on with the Keshta though, and Keshta, yeah. And, and then, but yeah, I don't know. I mean, uh, Tony Storm and Soraya, a uh, decent match. Tony, uh, dude, Tony Storm's new character is like. Oh yeah, my favorite fucking yeah. thing. I love it. Yeah, yeah, it's hilarious. Um, no, it was it was a good match because there was a, a point where they, the crowd was really into it. Like Tony, like you legit thought Tony Storm was going to take the title back. Um, well, I must have fallen asleep because I guess I totally missed that match because I woke up. During, oh, okay. Then I caught the Moxley and and uh, Ray Phoenix match, which okay, so, yeah, okay, so that, that was so, bad. <laughs> so what happened is I guess Moxley supposedly got knocked out earlier in the match yeah that's 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 what they're saying although when you watch the replay of that first like whatever (laughs) driver thing that is that he does his head looks like it hits when he comes down so he might have gotten his bell rung earlier too but i feel like that that first that first driver yeah and the referee and the referee kind of fucked up because referees are taught to count three yeah and and he didn't yeah so like yeah um, he fucked he fucked that up for sure and then and then that made phoenix have to do it again like the dude's already fucked up like that's not what you do when somebody's fucked yeah i mean like that was that was the shits that was completely terrible because i um I was back and forth with that match, and 
I, th- I think I like went in the other room and then like I caught no I yeah I was in the kitchen and I heard and new international champion I'm like what are you kidding me yeah like and then um after they came back they said you know John Moxie was able to walk back on his own power or something like that I'm like oh shit that what so I had to rewind and I saw that and I'm like what the fuck did I just see yeah so yeah that was mm. Because, I mean, they went on for a good while, and, you know, he didn't really seem that out of it until he got hit with that driver, and then he couldn't For, for the out. love of God, give the guy a fucking break now. Yeah. yeah. You know he what I mean? Like, the guy, the guy deserves it. Like, well, and he's then, been... And then there was something going on at his in his trailer. Like, Tony Khan was, like, apparently at his trailer, and Renee was standing out there, Claudio, and something else. So there was some sort of, I don't know if it was like an altercation or if there was like a, a problem. Maybe it was just Tony Khan checking on him to see if he was okay or I something. Think, I think so, yeah. You know, but at the same time, though, like, you know. and, and well, I'm Sean, not, Ross, Sean Ross Sapp even said, like, somebody did a video of, like, later on, like, Tony Khan was dancing with Daniel Garcia or something like that during yeah. a break or whatever. Yeah. But, like, Sean Ross Sapp's, like, he like debunked that guy, called him garbage. He's like, Tony Khan was very concerned. Tony Khan was checking on him, making sure he was okay. So don't act like he didn't give a like. Yeah. So he was defending. So he was defending Tony Khan's name. Don't act like he wasn't giving a shit because he was. Yeah, that that but, whole thing though, it's just you know from from the fact that well, that move shouldn't that that move shouldn't be allowed. Like, especially with a guy like. You know, look at Owen Hart and Stone Cold. Like that's basically it's, it's two. It's two. Yes, it's too similar. Plus, he's coming from a higher location. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, and he's bigger than so, Ray. Ray should not be doing that to a guy the size of Mox. Right. It's different. Like people, you know, people talk about the muscle buster and everything. Like Samoa Joe hurt one guy with that, and that was just a Tyson kid freak as a fluke. Yeah. You know what I mean? But again, but he always does it to somebody that, and he's pretty goddamn safe with it. So yeah. But anyway, speaking of Samoa Joe, yeah, MJF, that, decent match. How about Adam Cole blatantly, obviously, twisted his ankle or something? Did, I don't know if you caught this. No, I, I so, haven't seen this match yet. Okay. I don't know if you want me to give anything away or no, not. You can say, I'll, I'll probably still watch it, though, because I want to <laughs> Okay, so and near the end of the match, Joe's got MJF in the uh, – um, he didn't really – he had just – it was just more or less a sleeper. He didn't have the actual uh, – Cooking the cookie clutch. and clutch. Yeah. I mean, it was kind of it, but it was more of a sleeper. Anyway, MJF is seen in the background running down the ramp. So instead of just going down the side steps, he jumps off the ramp. And then all of a sudden, as he jumps off and gets to the other side of the ring, he's limping. So he obviously, like, rolled his ankle. He did something because, like, later on, like, he, he had a noticeable limp. And yeah. they said he had a noticeable limp walking to the back after the show was over. So, like, um, yeah. So, we'll see what develops out of that. Interesting. Um, I but, saw there uh, was some, like, backstage thing with him in a hospital bed with Roderick Strong and stuff like that. Like, I didn't get a chance to watch it, watch the segment. Maybe yeah, it wasn't only, even on the, Dynamite, but it, it was I, – I saw something with it. Yeah, the only thing I saw was MJF and uh, Cole pulled up in a segment earlier in the show. And Roddy called Adam. He had to leave or whatever. And then MJF finished the promo. Uh, so, okay. So maybe they showed it um, after Adam. Left yeah. Then. But, but what was cool at the end of the match was like, so MJF got the win. Um, and then Joe, uh, they shook hands and then Joe walked off. So oh, that's cool. All right. Yeah. It's good. Ma- I mean, good match. Yeah. I mean, I'll have to watch it. Um, you know, and, so you know, good just, for them. Just, and, just, just ruined by Adam Cole, completely twisting his ankle. Yeah. Sorry. So and and they must the, the buy the buy one get one free must have worked because it, it looked like they they packed the house pretty well over there at Arthur Ashe. So they, they well, I definitely mean, got some people the in the is, seats. They did, but like, if you really look at behind where the entrance is, there's a lot. There's a lot. Like of they, there. I, I I feel I feel like I'd like to go back to their first ever show. To where like they probably had more seating. Oh yeah, it seemed like it was really tarped off pretty bad. Well, the first so the first time they were there, they sold it out and put like fourteen or fifteen thousand in there, something like that. Drew a huge crowd for both for both shows that they had. And then the second time they went there, they had only set up for about 
eight thousand or something like that, and then barely mm. barely filled that, and then this time they hadn't yeah. even sold six thousand. So it's gone yeah. like progressively down each time well, they've gone there. Well, I, I guess another thing they're doing now is like you know like like when we went to AEW, <clears throat> they I feel like for Rampage, do you remember did they tape an hour before an hour and after or was the uh, hour Ram- before Rampage was after Dynamite. Okay, so I guess what they're doing now is 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 Rampage two hours now? No, Collision's two hours. Rampage is still only an hour. Okay, they, so I guess they, they did they did an hour of AEW Dark. They did an hour of AEW Dark, then they did Dynamite, then they did an hour of Rampage. Okay, because somebody, I might have this wrong, but I think I might be right. Something about how they're trying to tape like two Rampages ahead. So what they're doing is they're taping an hour before Dynamite and then an hour after. But the problem is that customers, or not customers, but fans, don't realize that they're taping the hour before. So that so the crowds, like, so nobody's in there for the crowds. And they're like, if you would promote, hey, you know, this, that maybe more people would get into the seats and watch some matches. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Like, so they're not doing a good enough job of like, you know, hey, doors open at five, you know, let's have the doors open at five thirty. We will be um, taping, you know, we'll have live matches starting at seven with dynamite starting at eight and then stay to, you know what I mean? Like, mm. I mean, there's no, there's no point of trying to protect kayfabe of like, hey, we're taping shows. Everybody fucking knows you do it. So, you know what I mean? So right. why not just, why not just promote that to try to get. Because someone has sent a picture of, like, I'm here right now. They're taping an hour of Rampage before Dynamite. And there was, like, it looked like 20 people in the fucking crowd. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. So, like, yeah, <clears throat> yeah you, have a tough enough, you have a tough enough time getting seats anyway for your main shows. <laughs> yeah. No, I agree with you. That that is that is kind of stupid that they don't do that, and that's and that's that's more like you know that, that's the problem though. They don't have like a they don't have like a a good like top down structure like you know what WWE does or anything like that. Like they're just kind of flying by the seat of their pants. Like they mm-hmm. they don't do a lot for promotions. You know when they're coming to town, like you you have no idea they're coming to town unless you watch Dynamite. You know, it's not like they're on local radio promoting in Cleveland that they're going to be here. Like, I never hear any promotions. Uh, I heard a 92.3 oh, it had a collision okay. quite a bit. Okay. But the but the funny thing about that was that it only ever featured CM Punk. Oh, yeah. Right. <laughs> and this is, this is like right after we got fired. Card subject to change. Yep. So speaking of AEW departures, uh, so Jay Cargill, we, we talked about a little bit last week that um, there's a possibility of her going to WWE. I guess that became a reality because there were pictures of her in the performance center working mm-hmm. out. So Jay Cargill to WWE is a 100% sure thing. Now it's just yeah, about- I suppose I, sp- I guess it's going to be main roster. Yeah, that's that's what the rumor was that her contract had like a skip thing to it or something like that, whatever. But um, I'm I guess I'm just kind of curious how long it's going to be before she debuts. You know, we have Nia Jax back, and oh my god, dude, everybody already taking shots at Nia Jax and how unsafe she is, and blah 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 blah. And of course, she's they, always going to have that. Of course, Rhea Ripley misses Raw because she's injured from the Nia Jax attack, which set everybody else off about how unsafe she is. Stevie Richards, did you see this? Did like a dissertation of how she delivered the bonsai drop and how it was not safe how she did it mm, i did not see that yeah he like he had like a a, a a computer like a tv monitor and he's like sitting there with a thing and he's like pointing on well you know when she when she drops down she's supposed to keep her hands on the ropes and she takes her hands off the ropes so all the impact goes to rhea ripley's chest and blah 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 and like dude just come on man like and I did notice when she delivered it this week, I think the Chelsea Green, she did keep her hands on the rope the entire time. But yeah. at the same time, though, you know, if they're trying to knock Rhea out for a couple of weeks, that's a good way to do it is to, you know, what I mean, for her to for her to make it look more impactful or something like that. Here, here, here's, the, here's the thing. OK, I did when she did it to Rhea. Yes, 
it looked okay. You know, like maybe not as safe as like when Yoko would do it, right? Right. Okay. So here's the thing, though, is that did it still have an impact and probably hurt her a little bit? I'm sure. But also, if you watch, Rhea obviously has her like chest body, like, first of all, like, not like not sucked in, but like tensed up. So if you tense up your, and I know I've never been in the ring. She's absorbing. She's absorbing the impact. She's same a, as somebody's coming off the it, top rope. This is, this is yes. This is just physics, people. Okay. Yeah. If you if you tense up your body to where you're like, you know, like you know what I mean? It's like okay, come on, hit me, hit me. If you tense up your body and almost make your body like rock hard, it it, it takes away from the impact. Okay. Plus, Naya does kind of hit her heels and her feet. Yeah, she landed on her so feet first. That that will take a little. I'm not saying all the impact. There's going to be some impact, and it's going to hurt a little bit. But it does take some of the impact. But the thing is, too, it also makes it look a little more violent. Right. Exactly. And and so, you know, when you have Jimmy Uso or Montez Ford coming off the top rope for a frog splash from 30 feet in the air and landing on somebody hard, like that's what they're doing is they're pulling their arms in because and they're and they're, they're kind of leaning into their chin it. yeah they're tuck, they're, you raise your head you tuck your chin and you absorb the impact so i mean yeah. naya was coming off of the middle fucking rope and sitting down and her feet hit first like d- come on like just get come off of it like seriously just just watch it and enjoy so so um so then she comes out destroys chelsea green um <laughs> and you know you got all that and then I don't know. Like it's, it is what it is. But uh, but yeah, man. Jade Cargill coming back to or coming to WWE is gonna be a game changer. Like it's gonna be really interesting to see how they use her and what they do with her because, you know, she is somebody that you know AW positioned really well. But then when her run was over, it was over, and you just didn't really see see what oh. happened after that. You know what I mean? Like there wasn't much I after mean, that. It, the thing is, like, and this is gonna be a credit to like Fit Finley. Fit Finley is always, you know. He's the one that like polishes off all these women, you know, wrestlers. You know what I mean? Like yeah. he's the one that works closely with them. Like imagine, you know, him basically getting his hands on Jay Cargill and like polishing her off. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like she's already got she's got she's got a million dollar look. She's beautiful, great physique. Like she's I got mean, the personality. She's got the promo personality. Down. Like yeah, she's, I she's mean, got that. So she just such needed. a. I mean, I mean, she's she is like you know what I mean like she she's the next big thing. She's got she that. She's the got the it, yeah. She's got that it factor. Yes, she's got yes. that it factor. She's got charisma for days. She's just you know, and so it's gonna be interesting to see what kind of schedule she works. It's gonna be interesting to see what they do with her. Um, some of the matchups that she can have. She, she has all the appeals. She has all the appeals. You yeah. know what I mean? Like so, I'm saying like I think in ring she's pretty decent, and I think she's going to get better. Like I said, she's got great body beautiful you know what i mean like she's you know what i mean so she's got the in-ring she's got the sex appeal she's got all that stuff you know what i mean so yeah but you know with addition comes subtraction and we got some news today that wwe did some major talent cuts from both nxt and the main roster jason doesn't care about any of them except one (laughs) that's not necessarily true but there is one that is particularly sad for me mansar yeah, I'm I'm disappointed Mansoor is gone. I that's I I almost don't want to be a WWE fan anymore. So <laughs> let's 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 start, let's start with the ones I don't really know. Alexis Gray, Daniel MacArthur, Kevin Ventura Cortez, Bryson Montana, which a lot of people were like, Oh, they cut him like I've never even really heard of that guy or seen him do anything. Um Eula Leon so those were all kind of NXT people that really hadn't really made it to the main roster or made it to the NXT roster. Those that had Daba Kato, which was uh, commander Aziz. He's gone. Um, he was starting to oh, kind of come back in NXT. Oh, was he the really tall? Yeah. He was the dude that uh, was okay. with, um, with Apollo Crews. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Um, Stanky or Shanky. Sorry. Shanky. Uh, with the, he was with um, 
fuck what's his name Jinder Mahal for a little bit he's the the dancing giant so he's also another like that Stank, Shanky's over seven foot two so Dabakato oh, yeah, and Shanky yeah. both real tall guys so both of them gone uh, they released Quincy Elliott who was a I don't know if he was tr- sorry I don't know if they were transgender or if they were gender fluid I can't remember exactly what the story was with Quincy Elliott, but he had a, a good, sorry, they had a good amount of fanfare and were, um, you know, kind of pushed a little bit in NXT, but then he just kind of, sorry, they just kind of fell off of the plate, kind of fell off the face of the earth. Like they were there for a minute and then just gone. So I don't, I don't know if they were injured. Maybe that, that might've been the case. I'm, I'm not a hundred percent sure, but uh, Quincy Elliott is gone. Uh, you mentioned Mansoor already and Mace. They're both they're both out of there. Mace, another big guy. Yeah, I mean he did everything. Like he was a commentator for a little bit. You know he was a part of uh, Retribution. Dude, anybody that was a part of Retribution just never really recovered. I guess Mia Yim is kind of making her way back, but I don't know. Retribution was a very very failed experiment. <laughs> big time. Top dollar gone again. He mm-hmm. was he was gone, came back. Now he's gone again. Apparently, like I guess he was very vocal backstage about stuff, and maybe he rubbed a lot of people the wrong way. Is what I'm guessing. I you know I I never care for him on those uh, uh, most wanted treasures. I thought he I don't know he really uh, tried to bully a lot of the fans. You yeah. know what I mean like I guess some of those episodes that yeah, kind of rubbed me the wrong way, but. Um, I mean, he's, you know, AJ Francis, he played defensive line in the NFL. Uh, you know, he really loved the wrestling business, wanted to be a part of it. And, you know, he had a couple of runs and I guess we'll see if he does anything on the independence, but yeah, I guess he's, you know, I, I don't know if it's just like his attitude, you know, politicking, different things like that, but just, just yeah. is what it is. Riddick Moss and Emma got sent packing, um, Emma, they just brought back, and she's gone already. Like, what the fuck? She literally, she literally five hours before she got released, tweet retweeted how Elimination Chamber is going to be in Australia. Yeah, I saw that. And then, and then five late, five hours later, where she's like, "Oh, never mind, I just got released." Yeah, like, that's, oh, that's, shit. that's too bad for her. I was really yeah, surprised that all the wrestlers like who got released went on to X and put a post about it. Yeah, like I mean. The thing is with Emma, like to me, like she just—I don't know. No, nah, I'm with it's you. Just one of those things it just never progressed. Like, no offense. And, say, and same thing with Riddick Moss. Like he never really progressed too far. Like the Happy Madcap Moss, like the different things like that. Like it just—it just never really hit for me. You know what I mean? Like, and when yeah, he, when it, he it, maybe, 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 maybe for a cup of coffee, but like that was about it. You know yeah. I mean? uh, Shelton Benjamin was released. Which you know that he hasn't really been doing much as of late, other than working like with with up and coming talent on like live or something like that. Um, Dana Brooke, unfortunately, is released, uh, so no more comp tickets for me. Uh, they have, they got that show coming to Canton, so I was gonna try to shoot my shot with that, and now unfortunately, I'm not able to because Dana is not gonna be around anymore. So that's sad, but no, but that's yeah. for her. I was gonna text her mom and say something, you know, I I, I like I. I kind of was interested, like, Dana was, she was starting to kind of develop this heel character in NXT, and I was, I I think that's something she should have done a long time ago. I, I think if she had a heel run on the main roster, I think that would have yeah. been really good for her. Like, she, she, she just presents, tried too hard. Yeah. She presents yeah. as a heel, and she I think she would have done really well with that. So I was really kind of, I, I had a lot of hope for her with that with that in NXT that she could kind of break. Cause that like the stuff she did with character. Charlotte when she was like Charlotte's second, like yeah. that was, was decent, but like, you know, I, but yeah, it just, it just never. Yeah. She had a couple, she had a couple of moments. And the thing that, the thing that really kind of disappointed me with WWE when it comes to her is that they never really utilized her strength because she was like, a, you know, she was a fitness model, but she was also like, a, you know, gymnast. Like she, for a while, was was you know a bodybuilder. Like she had like a ton of strength, and they never really utilized that or let her showcase that. And I think that was kind of yeah. a, you know, that was kind of a problem that like almost kind of hindered her a little bit that she never really was able to overcome. 
like especially when she was doing that like flex friday thing and she was trying to like kind of dive into that they never really let her actually showcase her strength like if she would have like fucking body slam nia Jax or something like that like that would have been yeah you know what i mean because like remember like john cena when we first were like holy shit is when he like lifted up the big show and gave him the fu and we we're like wow this yeah. dude is fucking legit you know what i mean like you know, yeah i think I, just, I think with her like i said like it being a heel but like she just never i don't know like mic work you know what i mean was never yeah, the best she wasn't the best of talkers and but like maybe that could have been developed differently if she had some kind of different persona you know what i mean yeah but, i agree hopefully she sticks with it and she you know goes on the indies and makes a name for herself or something like that and you I, know, yeah i mean i i mean there's i mean there's plenty i think you know especially with you know you got women of wrestling you got um, stardom mm-hmm. out there. You know what I mean? Like, there's plenty of avenues. I think there's just as many avenues out there for women there, at least. Um, just especially with, you know. Yeah, there's probably more, actually, for women than there are for the yes. men. Um, no, I think she'll, uh, she'll find a place somewhere. OV, I mean, OVW. OVW? I mean, which we got we got to talk about that. Yeah, right? we will. We will. Uh, wrap, wrap that's that's okay. going to be the last thing. I, I, yeah. I, I, I did. I, I watched all seven. Episodes, I so. did too. I did too. In in a, in like a day and a half. <laughs> okay. Yeah. It took me. It took me a few days. Whatever. Yeah. But uh... so Aaliyah was let go too. Like if you remember Aaliyah, she was kind of like that up and comer on that. Um, remember when when the network first launched, they did that NXT like showcase thing. Dana Brooke was a part of that too, but Aaliyah was kind of like the you know the one that they really were were kind of showcasing as like a new up and comer. Uh, she, you know, when she finally made it to the main roster, man, she had a couple of moments, but nothing really big. I, I, she's another one that the promos just weren't really there for me. Mm-hmm. Like, she just didn't have that that kind of, like, it factor. Um, Dolph Ziggler, which, honestly, he hasn't been doing anything. I, I don't think yeah. he's really interested he- right now in, like, I feel like he needs a break from from WWE, you know what I mean? He's been there for so long. I'm curious to see what he'll do. Like if he'll actually go out in the independent scene and try to make a name for himself or if he'll go to AEW or something like that. I'm really curious to see if Dolph, Dolph Ziggler even continues his wrestling career at this point. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, that's that's hard to say cuz we're not him, but yeah. uh you know, it, it, yeah, I don't know. He, he he's a he's Definitely one of the most um, under, I guess, uh, maybe appreciated talents. Um, and he's had his featured roles and stuff here and there, but it was just, he was just never ever taken serious. Right. And, but, you know, in the ring, <laughs> in a real wrestling ring, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I mean, I mean, he, 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 he's a badass. So, you know what I mean? So, Oh, he was incredible. Um, he really was. I mean, he was incredible. He's an incredible worker. You know, he was he was good on the microphone when they gave him the chance. Like, man, that some of the, you know, when he had that rivalry with Miz when he was, you know, going to retire, you know, stuff like that. Like, that shit was really believable. He did a great job with it. Like, you know, one of probably one of the most, one of the best IC champs ever. Even though he never really got the. Oh, I love, I love, I love, I love the stuff. I love the, I love the stuff he did. Him and Drew McIntyre when they were heels. Yeah partners like yeah. that was good stuff i mean yeah. him and bobby him and bobby Roode. yeah even the stuff he did with kofi i thought was really good mm-hmm. you know the the it should have been me stuff like i really enjoyed that like i that that brought a believable challenger to kofi kingston for a while after you know kofi mania so i mean dude anytime that you put him in a situation he rose to the occasion and knocked out of the park they just i don't know man for whatever reason they just never really put the put the rocket on him and got the full you know the full machine behind him and that's unfortunate because he he literally could have been he, I don't know I I'd say he's probably one of the one of the guys on this lit like one of the guys that I guess you can't say that he's the most he, you can't say that he's like one of the guys that was never world champ because he was but he just never really got like a run with it yeah well injuries and stuff and yeah yeah bad time kind of derailed that. Yeah, uh, the Elias experiment is finally over. Like he disappeared for a long time, then he came back. You know, as Ezekiel, and, and, <laughs> and shockingly, he admitted that he was Ezekiel. I know so. he finally did. Yeah, <laughs> to the surprise of nobody. Yeah, 
you know, it just seemed like the, a lot of start and stop with him. And, you know, we don't know what's going on behind the scenes and why he's been gone for so long. Maybe he had some sort of problem. Maybe he had a lot of injuries, you know, whatever. And they finally were just like, look, man, like we can't keep putting you on TV if you're going to, you know, be gone for three months after making two appearances. You know what I mean? Like it just, yeah. it, it just never really materialized for him, unfortunately. So now WWE no longer stands for walk with Elias. The two that I was probably most surprised about, uh, one was, was Rick Boogs. Uh, even though he hasn't really been around a lot, you know, he, he tore his knee in that WrestleMania a couple years ago and he hasn't really been the same since, but man, like he brought so much energy and the dude was entertaining. Yeah. So yeah. I, I was kind of shocked by that. What'd you think about Mr. Boogs? Um, yeah, yeah, he definitely, he was... <sighs> I don't know. Yeah, I guess. I, I guess. I guess. You know, when he tore tore his leg, I mean, that was kind of like I said. He was on an uphill, I think, there. Yeah. And then it just been on downhill since. Yeah, it was kind of beginning of the end, unfortunately. Um, maybe you know, maybe uh, TKO or the you know whatever Endeavor. Maybe they just don't like musical acts. They got rid of the rapper, the the heavy metal guy, and the the hippie guitar player. So yeah, I mean, I guess, I guess so. They just don't like musical acts. I, I think that's it. And then to my like, even though he asked for a release a while back, you know, he was he was about to have a match with Don Mysterio at NXT No Mercy. Right. Mustafa Ali getting released, I think, was the biggest shock out of everybody on this list. Yeah, that was mm, just another. God, another great talent that, you know, you talk about Kofi Mania. You know, I mean, we could have had Ali Mania. Yeah. And yeah. Yeah, just crazy. Yeah. Just, yeah. You know, and they tried a lot of different things with him, a lot of different characters and, and stuff like that. How about I just, re- I just refresh my screen and they added uh, Brooklyn Barlow to the list. So I don't even know yes, who that I, is, but. <laughs> yeah. No idea. Oh, man. But anyway. Uh, Yeah, so, you know, all those people were released from WWE today, so best of luck to them. I I mean, I don't think there's anybody on this list. Like, it's not like a Bray Wyatt or anybody, you know, that would have at this point maybe made a huge impact. I mean, you can maybe see some of these guys, you know, potentially down the road doing something. But really, the only one would have been maybe Ali. uh, Because, you know, at this point, Dolph is, you know, he's... I mean, he's our age. Like, he's, you know, he's been around a long time. Shelton's been around a long time. You know, I think it's just more, let's let's refresh the roster a little bit and get rid of some of these people that just really haven't been doing a whole lot. Right. So, um, you know, I, I, I'll be surprised. I won't be surprised if we hear about more tomorrow. Like, I feel like this probably isn't the end of this list. I feel like there might be some more. Like, I feel like they're just kind of, I think, I feel like they're kind of having a meeting right now and, you know, they're basically like, they're meeting and, and trying to go over this list of people and be like, okay, who can we who can we get rid of? Who do we don't need? And maybe giving Triple H a, a chance to you know fight for some people or something like that. You know what I mean? But mm-hmm. I don't know. It's I have a feeling like Johnny Gargano and Candice Ray, maybe. Yeah, I can see them. Yeah, maybe. I mean, they haven't really nobody, been doing too much as that. of late, but I feel like I feel like Triple H would fight for them for sure. What were you saying? No, I didn't say anything. Oh, okay. Yeah, I mean, I hope not, cause, but I don't know what's going on with Johnny Gargano. Like, I feel like there is an injury. Uh, like, Dexter Loomis has been gone. Like, Indy's been gone from TV. Dexter's been gone. Um, yeah. Johnny and Candice have all haven't been around at all. So, I'm curious to see what's going on with them and why they, why they haven't been around. So, that would be sad if they end up getting released, but... Um, all right. So yeah, I guess, um, that kind of does it, but so you watched the wrestler on Netflix. I or the wrestlers on Netflix. I watched it. Um, you know, if, if you haven't gotten the opportunity yet, if you have Netflix, go on, watch a show called the wrestlers. It's a docu series about OVW wrestling and dude, it was really fucking good. Oh, I mean, it's, it's a documentary. Cause we obviously don't want to give anything away. Yeah. Um, but it is one hundred percent like you don't need to 
like wrestling, care about wrestling, um, to watch it. It's one of those, you know, there's plenty of docu- documentaries, docu-series on Netflix of stuff that I'm not interested in. I've watched and I'm like, holy shit. Yeah. So, again, this is one of them. It just, it really, really takes you on a, a different path. And really, to me, um, gives a great respect for Al Snow. Yeah, without and how guys that guy first of all he's so freaking hilarious (laughs) like just his mannerisms and how he is but I tell you what like there's a reason everybody respects him yeah you know what I mean and he demands respect and he doesn't demand respect in a horrible mean way it's just his demeanor um the funniest thing okay maybe it's a little giveaway but the funniest thing moment from that whole series was when the two wrestlers, the one guy proposed yeah. in the ring and Al started getting teary eyed and somebody's like, Oh, Al, are you crying? He's like, yeah, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That was really good. That, that was my favorite, but um, yeah, it's, it's really, <sighs> what's your take on Matt Jones? Um, Matt Jones, he, which which one was he? So so he's the the one. Oh yeah yeah the, yeah Matt the, Jones. Okay yeah he was the the, the one of the the owners. Um, yes. Yeah, I I'll be honest with you, man. The 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 series started off and I was like, man, fuck this guy. Like he just does not. Um, like he doesn't he doesn't get it. You know what I mean? And he does not know how to talk to people. Like as somebody that's like been in a he was playing yeah he's playing fantasy wrestling yes and somebody that's been in like a management position and like how he was talking to people and how he was like doing it and then and then he would like be like oh i don't watch the show you know what i mean stuff like that but after there's a there's a a pivotal moment in the in the series where something happens with him and he comes out of it kind of a different person. And then from there yeah. on, I was like, okay, I can, I, I'm, I'm all right with this guy. Like he, he redeems himself, I think, for the most part. Um, you know, in my opinion, I mean, everybody else. So when that, so when that happened, I was like, I didn't realize what was happening. Yeah, me either. <laughs> and and it was crazy to me how calm everybody else was, especially Al. <laughs> like, yeah, <laughs> he, he's like he, he knew right away. Yeah, yeah, and. But even Doug Basham too, like yeah. you know what I mean. But like, there was, and yes, and that, and I think that's where he, Matt Jones, got a res- like he felt like I think love from them. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, yeah. So it kind of humbled. Um, it kind of humbled him a little bit. I think. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Um. So supposedly, so Hollywood Haley. Yeah, Hollywood, Hollywood, uh, Hollywood Haley J. She's my new like. She is my favorite coming out of that show. Uh, so, so, so I guess she's getting a tryout with WWE. That's good for her. But Al is totally right. She needs to mature a whole lot. Before. Oh yeah, dude. The, the other part of that docu series, the the guy that did the interview, the interview segments from his car fucking cracked me up just beat up hoopty yeah. and he's hanging out the window yelling at the cameras like that shit had me rolling like. <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, it's uh, oh man, wow, yeah. <laughs> but uh, and then you know, I I will say this though about it, and you know, I and I, hopefully people have got a chance to watch it, or if if you haven't, you know, maybe maybe mute this part of it. But the the moment with with Haley and uh and her mom that got me a little bit. What like the way that they. Like I know it was a docu series about wrestling, but the way that they presented that match was almost like they were showing the match, and and mm-hmm. what happened afterwards. Like I'll be honest with you, man, I got a little like I got the goosebumps. Like I it was like I was watching it as it happened live, and I got I got like that I got that goosebump and I got that you know that kind of like that lump a little bit. Like it was it was a pretty emotional thing, and th- that and like the end part with Al were like the two parts of that, that like really got me like as a wrestling fan, like I got those, those, those goosebump feelings, like the big moment feelings, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm, yeah. Yeah. Especially him <clears throat> when he, when he was doing his workouts and stuff and getting ready, it was like, Oh, so well done, man. So well done. Yeah. 
Yeah, I mean, for a guy who's 59 years old, you know, still looks like that. Like, but yeah, the moment. So when Al, I guess the moment that got me, I don't know if you just said this because you kind of cut out, but if you did, I apologize. <clears throat> when he grabbed head. Yeah. In that last match. Yeah. And then they, and then they started painting back to his old footage. Mm-hmm. Like him coming out ECW and the crowd and the back and forth or whatever. Yeah. The flashbacks. Like that got me because it was like, you know, you know what I mean? Like it's just like, we all, we're all going to get to a point like at an age where it's like, you know, no matter what you do in life or whatever, you get to a point where you have a flashback. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. Like for me, it's like, um, not to like sound sappy or anything like that, but like, you know, my daughter recently got her driver's license and it's like one of those things where it's like, I I still remember the day I got my driver's license. Like, Mm -hmm. I don't remember, I don't remember a lot of things in life, but like, that's, that's one day I, I remember. And like, so I see like moments now, like here she is and she's taking off and driving and it's like, you know, it's a matter of time. She's going to be, you know, going to college, moving out, not around, you know what I mean? So then you start having these, like these flashback moments and it's like, but like that moment got like, even though it had that, that had nothing to do with like anything in my life, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? But it's, it still makes you like, it still makes you think of things. I don't know. You know what I mean? Like there, there's, and I'm going completely off the rails here and I apologize. And like, but like there's certain things in life sometimes where you just all of a sudden, like you start thinking about stuff, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And so it's weird how like a moment like that and a little documentary like this makes you like, Hey, you know, I remember this, but now here I am mm-hmm. at, at that stage of my life. So, yeah. yeah, really well done. Yeah, it was like the whole the whole series is is just it's compelling. It grips you, you know. It it just it does a great job of of presenting these characters in a way that like makes them relatable to you, no matter what kind of walk of life you're in. Like you know somebody that's that's kind of like these people and it kind of shows you behind the scenes of like what their life is like and, and things like that. And, you know, and it gives, and especially somebody that's, that's, you know, only familiar with professional wrestling by watching WWE, it gives you an idea of, of the struggle that some of these people go through and what their lives actually look like. Like it's not all glamorous. Like they're living in, you know, they're living in, they're sharing houses or living in like one bedroom apartments or, you know, like, like Hollywood They got kids that they're bringing to the shows with them and, you know, shit like that. It makes, it makes you think of like, that's, that's life. Yeah. What you, what you see on social media, what, you know what I mean? Like, that's why, like, you know, sometimes I'll, I'll call Facebook fake book because, you know what I mean? Like, you'll, you'll see posting this, posting that, but, like, that's not, you're, you're being fake. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, the, it, it brings you back to, like, you know, people go through and, like, this this is the real world. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, it's 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 definitely interesting. It's definitely a must watch. I, I, I tweeted after I finished the series, I tweeted about it. And uh, and tagged them on it and said like how how much I liked it how much I enjoyed it and one of the one of the wrestlers from OVW that was actually on the show actually retweeted it so I thought that was cool but um you know because they're they're oh, definitely we got a new best friend media. we do we do we do so but uh, but yeah man like it was it was really good so anybody that has not gotten a chance to you know go watch the wrestler wrestlers on Netflix uh, it's it's a real easy watch I think I was. Uh, was it? Uh, I was listening to Click This, and Kevin Nash said that he uh, he watched it in one night. <laughs> like he stayed up I mean, all night watching it. I mean, honestly, like I, if, if I didn't fall asleep when I first started watching, I probably would have got through. I mean, I got through to like the third episode, and I had to work the next day, and it was like getting near like twelve thirty at night, and I finally like kind of like start. I was like, I gotta go to bed. Yeah, I started. <laughs> you know what I mean? I started it last Thursday at night when I was I was playing some video games and I had it on my iPad and I started watching it 
And then I, I got really tired. It was probably like around 2 a.m. So I was like, all right, I'm going to go to bed. But then I was working from home the next day, and I literally was like, I, you know, as I was trying to work, I'm, I am I just caught myself watching the TV screen the entire time because I couldn't keep my eyes off of it. So definitely really good. Um, dude, speaking of <laughs> Kevin Nash, <laughs> you caught when L.A. Knight made fun of him, right, in his promo? Yeah, yeah and then I saw Kevin Nash. Yeah. Dude, like another rebuttal. Yeah, but his rebuttal was, I was high as fuck. I was on guaranteed <laughs> money. I, you know, I'm not really one for like grammar and stuff like that. Like, it, it's just funny. He's like, so he had to go and find that. Like, I, I think he just kind of missed the point of what LA Knight was doing. Yes. LA Knight took the opportunity because he was he was cutting a promo on the Miz <laughs> and using the song I can't his Miz's entrance song I came to play. And then he, he chose, like, oh, while I'm talking about this, let me just throw in this little dig to Kevin Nash to let him know that I'm listening. You know what I mean? Like, I, I, I didn't take it for anything more than that. And I, and, and to me, L.A. Knight, I don't think he, he didn't pause for a pop because I don't think he I don't think he intended to get a pop from the crowd on that. I think he intended for what it was is that, you know, I'm those who know, know, and they're going to get they're going to get a kick out of this. And those that don't won't even pay any attention to it because it's just a wrestling promo. Like, I thought he did it perfectly. It was real subtle. Like, I, I don't think there was a even, you know, I, I wouldn't even have thought that there would be a, a pop for that. I don't know about you. Um, Yeah, I mean, like I said, unless you're really, you know, knew what the hell he was talking about, people probably didn't even know. Yeah. So, yeah, I think it was just one of those things. If you know, you know, and then there were anybody else. So, it, you know, it, yeah. it, it, it you know, it got a little chuckle. It was, for me, it was but... like, it was basically, yeah, it was basically LA Knight just having a conversation with Kevin Nash. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Nobody else. Yep. Which, which is fine. You know what I mean? But he did it in a good way to where he, he wasn't like calling him out. He was, he was just, you know, he was just doing it to be funny. And he, he, he accomplished that goal. I thought, I think, I think Kevin was just, I think Kevin knew that, but he was just trying to to play it off and make it make it and kind of downgrade him a little bit. But I don't know, right. Kevin Nash talking about him every week. I think he's doing more for LA Knight's uh, career than than anything. So he can keep talking about him, I guess. Yeah. But all right, bud. Anything else? I think we covered everything I wanted to cover and more, and we're a little over that hour mark, so we can uh, we can right. wrap this up. Sounds good to me. All right. Well, hey, thank you guys for listening to this week's episode of the show. Hopefully you enjoyed it. Just us shooting some shit about stuff going on in pro wrestling. If you want to get involved in the conversation, you can do so by hitting us up on Twitter at Live Your Gimmick. That's the at symbol followed by L-I-V-Y-O-U-R-G-I-M-M-I-C-K. You can also find us on any other um, platform. You know, you can leave comments on our videos. You can leave comments on our TikToks. You can leave comments on Apple Podcasts. Please leave us a five-star review. Helps with algorithms and things of that nature. Uh, outside of that, for Kevin, my name is Jason, reminding all of you beautiful smarts out there to be a fan and always live your gimmick and watch those adjectives. What does everybody want? <laughs> <laughs>